In Luke 6, 45, it says, A good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. And so often we hear so much of what comes from an evil heart on our um, news and around the world, but there are a lot of people doing beautiful things for our community and for our cities. When we criticise, badmouth, accuse others, it's a result of bitterness, jealousy and resentment in our heart. We are creating a bad atmosphere. And you could just imagine if there'd been a bad atmosphere within that um, theatre when that doctor was operating. And people do not enjoy being around us. You know, we need to um, have gratefulness and gratitude. You know, our kids are learning about this and they're learning that every morning they had to pray on the way to their schools or wherever they're going and be thankful for three things. And I was thinking, well, I think we as adults need to be like that and think about the things that we're grateful for and start speaking them out into our world because it would change our perspective on everything. Um, in Psalm 19... Verse 14, it says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, God. You know, it's what you meditate on. And, you know, sometimes we, we actually have shut the news off in our house because there's all this stuff going on about America and, and it's a crazy world and, and I think we're all fed a, a lot of lies and I don't believe in conspiracy, but I just look at it and I think this one and one aren't making two, so I'm not going to watch it. And, um, and I'm just going to be thankful for what is in my world, that we're living in an amazing country, that there are amazing people sitting beside us today that actually would do anything to help us. In Ephesians 4.29, it says, Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. You know, the other day when they reminded me I was preaching and I, I had a crazy week this week and then I was having one night in the hotel on Friday night with Don because we had to do it before the 1st of December and we never got to go to Mooloolaba and I wasn't happy about that. And so one night and I thought, oh, it would just be so lovely, romantic evening. And then I thought, I'll just be thinking about what I've got to preach. And I, I was, Jesse can tell you, I, was, I spat the dummy actually. <laughs> He's laughing because it was funny. And I, I didn't say everything I wanted to say. And then right, I walked back into my office and I got to my door and I heard God say to me, Julia, shut up. And, you know, if you think God's a religious old man sitting somewhere, you know, he, he's with us every day. You don't surprise him. What you've done wrong doesn't surprise him. What you've done good doesn't surprise him. He just loves you. He made you. He knows everything about you. And so um, he said to me, 
What can you do? How can you work it? And I sat down and I thought about it. And I actually thought about this clip that Kathy had sent me. And I thought, I can use that. And I can build on it. And, you know, God has put so many tools within your hands that you're not even recognizing it. You're not even thankful for the people, even the difficult people God has put around you because they rub those edges. And sometimes Don rubs my edges. (laughs) You know, our words are our thoughts out loud. And thoughts are motivated by our heart. In Psalms it says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And I've seen this in many people's lives that have been very sick. And I just think of Paul Harris that was given three months to live seven years ago. And he was a man of faith and he decided at that time, that the gospel of Jesus Christ was the most powerful thing in his life and he would not tolerate any negativity in his life and he would only have faith. And even before he died, which was quite amazing, we would go over and he'd been in this environment, we won't say what it was like, but in an environment and he was lying and he looked like he was dying. And then we would start because we prayed with him for the last 60-something days of his life every day. We made that commitment to him. And um, we would get there and start declaring the word of God and start praying. And, you know, next minute he'd we'd be walking up off that bed and he'd be marching around the room. And he did that for over a year before he died and he was not in a good state. You see... If you bring a spirit of faith into the room, it changes things. What you speak over your family is either life or death. It's your choice. Our words are our thoughts out loud. Sometimes we need a filter, don't we? A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It makes everybody feel good. The atmosphere is encouraging. And you find, like there's some people you just love being around. I love being around Shelley. Even when I'm having a bad day, I just pray that Shelley comes into my day and she marches around. She wears me out (laughs) because she's got that walk. But, you know, she's so positive and so... And it gets you going. You know, you need to get some people in your life that don't suck you dry. And there's probably another word. Don't you be the person that sucks somebody else dry. You know, it's so easy, even if you're feeling bad, to get up and say, I'm feeling fabulous. I look great. I did that the other day when I went to the skin specialist before he He squeezed that thing all over me and burnt my skin. He didn't make me feel good. But I went in there and I said, I'm feeling fabulous today. And he says, man, I wish I had more people like you. Find God's heart in your life. You know, God's heart is there. Find his heart and be the heart. Like on that picture, get that rhythm. You know, get a rhythm into your life, a rhythm of faith. 
a rhythm of reading the word, a rhythm of worship. If you can't read the word, put on worship. It changes you. I put it on when I go away in a hotel. I put my phone down and I play that music. And you know, it's, it's actually in Fiji, led a girl to the Lord. Just not hard. It's not hard. You don't have to do anything. In 1 Chronicles 28, 9, it says, The Lord searches every heart. If you seek him, he, he will be found. So those three things I said, seek his heart, feel his heart, be his heart to love your city. You cannot do it without being connected to him. I'm just going to say this. Alex. I'm going to say this from the stage. Alex, I love you. You delight me. I love how you come in on your day off and you serve others. You have such a beautiful, gentle heart. And I don't care what anybody else has said over your life. You're a good man. And I believe God says you are a good man. And you're good in all your ways. Now, you're not perfect. <laughs> there's, there's no such thing as a perfect man. But you are a good man. And you are so generous. And you challenge people with your walk with God. You think it's just normal. And you need to practice your art more. God has put a gift on your life with that carving. You need to do it more. It's not just who you are. It's a gift God's given you. You need to do it more. You're a favorite. God is where you are. Live in the moment. You know what I find so many people, you're thinking about what's going to happen soon because it's going to be so much better. Next year is going to be so much better. Well, you know, I'm telling you now, next year is not going to be like anything you've known either. It's going to be different. Life is not going back to what it was like last year. The world has changed. But we can enjoy and make our world fabulous. We can make it great. So, but we've got to live in the moment. You know, there's so many things around us we can enjoy and we miss it because we're thinking about what will happen tomorrow. There's opportunities that God has put around us in the moment that we can take hold of and just, like we were in this hotel and we were on the, Don upgraded us so it was very nice. And we had Alan and Jane there and um, we were just having the best night and the staff loved us. They did. But part of it was there was another family there that was celebrating a 50th wedding anniversary and um, they couldn't go to Fiji. So the whole family were there. And you would think, oh, it's just by accident. But the man comes over and he grabs Don's hand and he says to him, what's your name? And he said, Don. And the guy starts crying and he said, my best friend Don passed away suddenly yesterday in England and I can't 
get back for his funeral. So then there was like an hour of talking and we, we almost became like family, didn't we, Alan? It was, it was great. But see, it was an opportunity. You have opportunities in your life every day. If you just look, feel a heart. Feel a heart. Be his heart. You see, you don't have to be extraordinary. Well, you are extraordinary. There's no one like you on this planet. But you just have to be God's heart in that moment because he has placed you there. I better hurry because I'm running out of time. Discipline your thoughts and your actions because your attitude is everything. You know, an enthusiastic person is so good to be around, aren't they? Listen to this. Enthusiasm will take you where your talent can't. A person with so much talent with the stinkest attitude, they never reach the goal. But if you are enthusiastic and fun and joyous, your talent will hit the mark. Nobody likes working with somebody with a stink attitude. Jesse didn't like mine the other day. I had to change it quick. Faith cannot live in a negative attitude or atmosphere. Be an optimist. You know, anybody can see what's wrong, but let's speak some faith into things. You know, God's the eternal optimist, and he uses the most obscure things, and if you say you're not good enough, I want to remind you of a man called Nehemiah who was just a cup holder, unqualified, but he was positive, and full of faith. And Nehemiah was a group of slaves, not university students, a group of slaves built a wall in 52 days and then went on to prosper. Nehemiah was a very positive guy. He, He would not surrender. He wouldn't go down to the enemy's level. When the enemy came and all their chitter-chatting, all the people that come and tell you what you're not, you don't go down to their level. He didn't go down to Tobias and Sam Ballot and the other dude, I can't remember his name. He didn't go down to, he didn't come down off the wall. He didn't get distracted from what he was doing and he didn't go down to them. He stayed and he stayed focused and he, and he didn't, because he was so full of faith, he didn't get fearful. And, you know, anxiety is something that attacks this world at an alarming rate today. Stand by faith. Don't come down off the wall. Don't go down to your mate's level that they're being rude and they're being negative and all that stuff. We can be defeated in our mind before we even start if we don't focus on the right things. And James, I love the book of James. James says, in um, James 4, 7 and 8, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. That fear and anxiety will flee because it's a lie of the enemy because you're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That is where your strength is at. So how do we love our city? 
It's not quoting scriptures. It's not being religious. It's not hiding away. It says, draw near to God and the enemy will flee. And God says to you, be the best you you can be. Feel my heart. Be my heart. And go out there. You know, this morning, um, I thought, how am I going to finish this off? And I went into kids' church. And Kim's brought, I feel sorry for some of your parents, Kim brought in three kittens that had been abandoned and that were going to die, left alone. And what did she do? She wrapped them up in warm towels. She wrapped them up in warm towels and she brought them to the house of God. Now, two of those kittens have now got homes. (laughs) They're loved. They're loved. See, they've been accepted. See, this is what we've got to do. We've got to go out. The things that are lost and broken and abandoned, wrap them up and bring them into the place where God will accept them and tell them that they're not losers, they're not unwanted, they are loved and they are cherished. That this is home and God help the person who's going to get the third kitten. <laughs> Alicia, your daughter loves that kitten. <laughs> Feel the heart. Be the heart. If you forget anything about what I've said, which I don't care, as long as you remember that clip and think that mother fought for that baby. The doctors went the extra mile. And then it was reunited with its twin. You see, that twin was lost without its sister. You know, there are people out there that are lost. They need to come into their family and find home and find hope and find love. You have God's heart. When you go out there, put your hand on it and go feel the heart. Be the heart, and you'll be everything God wants you to be. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.